Hello and welcome to another episode of Video Games to the Max. We are live right now on the Twitch, on the W10 Facebook page, on Twitter. So you can watch us live if you're around at the moment, or you can listen later, as most of you do, on podcast services, wherever it is that you listen, whether it's on Apple, Google, uh, Spotify, Amazon, iHeartRadio, whatever, we're all on those. And then you can also watch later on the YouTube channel. If you want to watch us on video, W2 Network on YouTube, just subscribe there, hit the bell, and you get everything that we produce here. So. You guys are surviving the heat wave. Yeah, it sucks here. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it's it's not any better here. But one of those times, I'm thankful I'm not in Texas with how bad it's been over there. Uh, and even even uh, in England and Europe, it is awful. You get fires going on in southern Europe, and and what I saw like the UK is. Melting. 104 degrees, which is ridiculous. The, run- the runways are literally melting. <laughs> yeah. I can't and sleep they- too much. I sleep during the day, so I'm asleep during the worst of it. Yeah. But it's, you know, please, I, I can't imagine any, there's probably still people out there peddling the whole global warming doesn't exist thing. I don't know how you can't say it doesn't exist now uh, with all of that happening. Um didn't they show like a thing where somebody predicted 15 years in the future that that was going to happen and then it's ha- happening like now instead? So pretty incredible on on that front. But um, thankfully, you know, this is about playing games and staying inside and, and beating the heat. Uh, hopefully all of your air conditions and everything else, uh, if you have that work and, and you're not having to fight your your landlord to get that fixed or anything hopefully you all are staying cool wherever you are uh that being said there were some uh some indie releases today which i will talk about stray and as dust falls um before that mark have you been playing anything or no still screwing with fire emblem and i'm like pretty near the end of the second chat like campaign uh okay that's about it. Like, I'm not playing, I mean, I'm just playing like old games. Yeah, you're and playing I, the, hmm? the, playing the old games. So. Like, uh, they released a, the guy who made it released a, uh, update for the N64 flash card so you can play Game Boy games on it the way they were meant to be played, obviously. That's, <laughs> that's always, uh, best there. So, yeah, um, I've, I played a little bit. I think I probably played a, a bit more of As This Falls than I did Stray, but, uh, I've enjoyed the, both of them for different reasons. I mean, obviously Stray is the big hit right now is, you know, it's a cat simulator in one way. And in another way, it is, you know, a plat, puzzle platformer more on the, I guess, platformer, but, the jumping is done by just pressing X. So in a way it's actually, you know, I know there's people that wish that there was um, actual platforming and not where it's just interactive and you press the button and there it goes. Um, I think uh, this way that it was made is much better because it's really more cat-like, like cats take their time to do anything. So as Mark can attest to, and me having like three cats myself. So it's, um, they really do get the cat part down. Like you can go and 
take cat naps. You can go and uh, there's other cats in the world there and you can go and like cuddle up against them. You can knock stuff down, which is always a fun thing that cats love to do as well. You see anything on a table, they'll go knock it down. This is pretty much uh, the usual hey, there. When do you unlock the double jump? Uh, I haven't gotten that far yet, <laughs> but no, it's, I've gotten to the part where you actually like meet the robots and because there's a sort of like a, basically it's the tutorial part where, um, you know, it's just kind of taking you through as it tries to guide you and how you, you, you can make it where you scratch the carpets that are around and it actually, you have to use L2 and R2 to like switch off between the two paws to do that which is kind of uh, neat in a way. And there's a meow button as well, so you can make the cat meow. Um, so they, they really did. Um, they, they had said previously they were going to try to make this the most, um, you know, cat-simulated game that there possibly could be, and they really nailed that part. Um, I think you... Ex yeah. Except for Bubsy. <laughs> yeah, except for Bubsy. Uh, so... I, I don't think you have to be a cat lover to enjoy the game, but I think you do have a certain appreciation for the game more if you have cats or have had a cat in the past. Um, I will say that because there's I haven't run there's puzzles, but you know they're not anything like oh my gosh I'm gonna sit there and rack my brain trying to solve them. A lot of times you got to try to find these things for the robots and you kind of walk into the puzzles that you're doing. Um, but it is still pretty fun to like just go around and jump on things and and go into alleys and find, you know, something that you didn't know was was there and and kind of interact with it. And so I've been enjoying it. Um, but like I said, I think I wouldn't have this fondness for it if I didn't have cats myself because i appreciate the little things that the game does so well uh and just it's so cool in that way like i wouldn't say you know the story has been anything you know outstanding yet that i have seen but maybe it'll get there uh, that's why i keep going so uh, I I just really appreciate that uh, Pooch Studios made this game. It has, I think, the most concurrent players ever for an Annapurna game, like by quadruple, like 62,000 people were playing it at one point uh, today. Uh, that's ridiculous. I think the closest game before that was, was it like 12,000 or something like that, which is just crazy, the amount of people. Of course, it helps a lot. Um, no, it's actually only 8,000, which was 12 minutes, but it helps a lot. Obviously that this is all you have to do is subscribe to PS plus extra and you get the game as part of that. Um, if you had to pay the $30, you probably wouldn't have this, uh, huge boom behind it as you do now, but yeah, I, I think it's well done. Another Annapurna hit, maybe not like the standout Annapurna games, but it's definitely in another one they can add to their notch on the belt of we made another terrific game that people are excited about. Uh, I know that, um, it, you know, Mark, I know you've mentioned you, you want to play it, but I mean, have you seen anything 
for it. Nah. Or... I mean, it's how the trailer it still looks good, but yeah, yeah, I don't have it. So <laughs> fair yeah, enough. I would definitely be playing it if I had if I had the game, but I don't. Uh, but yeah, I can uh, sympathize with cats knocking stuff over. That's why I put my microphone on mute all the time because my cats keep trying to jump up yeah. on my desk and get in my face and headbutting the microphone. Yeah, luckily, oh, no. I, I yeah. they want to be part of the show, man. Exactly. They they want to be mm-hmm. in one way or another. Want to be the center of attention. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I just try to put the food on the other side of the table where I'm not recording, and no, luckily he doesn't. Sometimes I have to kind of whoosh him away from the computer because he'll decide he wants to get in frame. But other than that, he uh, he kind of tends to stay to himself, but the dog doesn't try to eat him, I guess. But um, that being said, speaking of story that I can certainly vouch, uh, I played the first like chapter and a half of As Dust Falls. There's six chapters in total. Um, and this game is... Uh, a mile a minute, uh, like any kind of excitement cliche you want to add in here about they constantly have you doing something. So it is not a game where you're going to get, uh, lost on your couch just watching things. They, they really do try to bump up the interaction for this game. Um, they even have like a party mode where they kind of encourage you to play with people. So that they can help you make the decisions or you can argue about the decisions, whatever, you know, you want to deem it as. But I think overall, uh, being part of Game Pass, I think I could see this becoming something where somebody just says, hey, there's this narrative game that came out. Um, you know, the art style is going to be what it is for people. I know you said it turned you off, Mark, because they don't move. I mean, yeah, um, the art, I don't like the art style. Yeah. So it doesn't, doesn't matter how good the story is. <laughs> like, Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think they do a pretty good job because it's done with, like, the stop motion and everything. So, like, for me, I, th- I think they do a great job with the way it looks and the way they do still try to animate it, even though, yes, when they're talking, their mouths are not moving. So I know that that's – you're not the only one, Mark, that it's going to kind of turn off because of that. But for what I have played – it starts off fast and it does not stop. And even when you think you're making a harmless choice, it somehow has some consequence. And that's something you can't say for every single narrative game that you play. Um, so like you think you might be making the best choice, but it turns out it winds up not being the best choice or whatever. And, or you're kind of put into a corner of like, well, how do I want to play this? Do I play this as I would? If I'm that person or would I play it as, you know, trying to play one role, whether you're trying to be good or bad or or whatever. And I think that really encourages you to play more than once, which I'm already like, this is a game that I'm actively like the whole car ride after I stopped playing because I had to um, I was, you know, at visiting at my mom's and uh, seeing Anaya and playing over there and we were trying to we finally got the season four of stranger things so we're almost caught up there so i was you know in between watching stranger things i was playing this as well and i was like the whole car ride i'm like i just want to keep i want to go back and keep uh keep playing this it's it's definitely something that had you thinking about those decisions that you make and i think it does a great job in that way and 
yeah, I, I can definitely see this being a thing that people might throw on, uh, especially if like you have a party with a bunch of other gamer friends and say, hey, let's play this and 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 make some decisions and see, you know, what you guys would decide. So I, I'm excited yeah. to keep playing for sure. Yeah, I, I, I downloaded but I haven't uh, gotten a chance to play it yet. But talking about the art style, it kind of reminds me of back when I was in elementary school and they put Reading Rainbow on, where they would somebody would be animating <laughs> the uh, chapter yeah, of the story they're reading. Okay. That's what this reminds me of a lot when I look at the art style. Yeah, I mean, I I just think I think it looks great. It's just, but I get it from Mark's perspective of you know they don't move, so it's like it kind of takes you out of it. It's basically like storyboard the game. <laughs> yeah, but I think with the decisions you have to make, um, and it's not just the whole pressing the button and watching it happen. It's also the, you know, there's different motions that you have to make with the joystick or the buttons or um, I mean, isn't not all like, of, uh, like the quarry or those. Well, like, I haven't played the quarry, so I don't. Or the, yeah, those man know. in the dance. Whatever the hell that franchise was that they made, yeah, or even like, I, I mean, until dawn. yeah, it, it could even you could even compare it to the Batman Telltale, where it had or more of the quicker movements. Any of the Batman yeah. Telltale games. Well, the Walking Dead was a bit slower, so this yeah, one does that, have moments where you got to be fast. Yeah, so. well, sort of that though. Like you had to get the reticle in like the right spot quickly, or you'd be eaten by a zombie or something like that. But yeah. Yeah, I I do still I do have a little bit of issues with um when it tells you to just tap or mash the buttons that kind of look similar, so it's hard for me to tell which one is which. But I haven't really missed on any, but I've gotten close if you don't mash it fast enough. But I mean, it, I will say like uh, you know they have a really good job of like having the music and then also having the. The screen will shake as well if you have that enabled. They can they have you disable it if you have a accessibility issue or whatever. But uh, with all of that going on and like the way the story is done, at least in that first chapter, it really made me be like, oh man, I got to make a decision. I got to make it fast. I don't have a lot of time. They have the countdown clock there and everything, so it's it really does make you kind of feel like, oh man, I got to make that decision like pretty quick what i'm gonna do and i I caught myself a few times like i swear i thought that was gonna be the one where that would that would uh cause less damage and it winds up causing just as much damage so i feel like i don't know what i would have done at that point um but yeah i I think it's it's really good and uh, great that it's on game pass for more people to be able to play i think it's gonna benefit a lot uh from that (sighs) Um, I do know, like, I did see reviews kind of seem mixed um, that, you know, some people don't like the mechanics. Some people are like Mark, don't like the art style. So it's it's going to be one that I think a lot of people will play, but then you'll have your thoughts on it for sure. Um, and I think it's made by, like, former Quantic Dream devs, if I'm not mistaken. So you could definitely feel some of that in there, too. Except for so, the whole production, production value aspect. <laughs> Well, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> you know, that that was a studio that was like getting sometimes help, you know, from Sony. So they're not getting yeah, it. Just they're like recent stuff. Yeah. No, true. But I'm, I'm just saying that's a big studio at that point. Uh, this this is definitely uh, an indie. So and you, 
But I feel like they did what they could with it instead of trying to make it different. So, right. Give them. Uh, they they took them a shortcoming into a selling point, kind of. Yeah, you could say that too. But all right, I, I, that's kind of it for me. I beat Prime, uh, Bright Memory Infinite. Um, it's a very short game. It's only like four hours. Uh, I purposely tried to not use the dodge straight button because if you use the dodge straight button, uh, you're basically making it super easy for yourself. So I had to at the end with the last boss because it got where I had so many times where I had almost killed him and then he ends up killing me because I couldn't block fast enough or something. So I finally was just like, you know what? I need to get this over with. I need to make embargoes, so I'm just going to use the strafe on the last one. But uh, I think it's a fine game. Um, for being short, I think it's, it's well, you know, worth checking out or whatever if you get it on a sale or something like that. If you like uh, FPS games, um, it's not going to be in any, uh, you know, awards or anything like that. But I think it's a serviceable game, especially being made by like mostly by one person. So, I will I will give it that um, a worthy sequel to a game that uh, kind of looked grim at the beginning, and then this one they did it much better with it. Um, and the shooting feels good, the sword stuff feels good, the the powers feel great. Love using the EMP and the all that stuff. They did well, and all of the the gameplay aspects of it feel good. Um, and alternating between the two styles, it's just the story feels very nonsensical and, you know, everything else. So, yeah. Um, aside from that, that's it for what I've been playing. So let's move on to things that are happening in the news, I guess. First of all, I mean, I did get wind up getting the the extra package so you can play... Uh, so I can play Stray, and you you do get all these games that came with it. They I don't know why they chose the middle of the month to have all these come on at once instead of doing it like either parsing it out like Game Pass or just doing it at the beginning of the month. Kind of a weird decision to just throw them all on there at once, but I guess that works. Uh, aside from Stray, get Marvel's Avengers again. So if you didn't play that before and you don't have Game Pass, it's on there as well. You can play it on your PS4 and PS5. Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate is on there, which if you have the PS4 version that you got off PS Plus or you bought the PS5 version that doesn't include Integrate already, uh, you cannot just claim the Integrate part. So just be aware. I don't know if they're going to fix that or not. But be aware of that. Then you get a bunch of Assassin's Creed games, Saints Row, Four, and the DLC Spirit of the North, which I think is a game that came out with launch for the PS5, and then some some other games uh, there as well. And you get three PSP games if you got the premium. No Heroes Allowed, Local Roco, Midnight Carnival, and Echo Shift. So there you go. Uh yeah, I think it's worth it for Stray, but. If for some reason you haven't played Final Fantasy VII Remake, I guess. You don't yeah. think it's worth it for Paw Patrol on a roll? <laughs> no. <laughs> but, I mean, I I played that game with the Knight. It's fine. 
but you know, I wouldn't go crazy for it. I mean, Game Pass has the the newer one that came out earlier this month, the the one based on the movie. So, I I guess both of them are trying to go down the the kids route for that. Uh, yeah, I don't. Right now, I've like I might test out some of the trials, like for Tiny Tina or. Uh, what was another game that I saw on there? That gee, I, yeah. I wonder how that's going to play. <laughs> well, yeah, but having the fantasy elements a lot more enticing for me than say like just the regular Borderlands. So you have that, but I, I'm sure I will get tired of the banter after a while. Four minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, there's that at least, and I tried out the streaming. It works pretty decently. Uh, I don't think it works as great as um game pass but i think it's it's a lot better than it used to be so i will say that um the only thing that bugs me is that if you have a game that you downloaded and then you also decide to stream it it does not recognize that you downloaded the game until you either uninstall it and reinstall it again or you have to restart your console um because i was trying to take pictures you know for stray to you know put them on twitter and stuff and you can't you cannot take pictures of a game you're streaming through PS Plus. So if you're one of those that likes to take pictures of games while you're playing them, just be aware. If you use the stream mode and not the download, uh, you, you can't take pictures. I don't know why that's a thing. I guess it's the same concept of why you can't uh, take a screenshot of a thing you're watching on Netflix, but it is what it is. Uh, speaking of Game Pass. They did add stuff to Game Pass this week as well. Uh, Watch Dogs 2, Mark's favorite uh, game. The only good one in the franchise. <laughs> uh, got added today along with As Dust Falls and then MotoGP 22. Yes, they're still making those games. Uh, is coming. Empire Rebellion and a game, another game Mark re- reviewed, Torment Tides of Numenera. Is also I, I don't think I reviewed it. I think I tried and it failed miserably. Yeah. <laughs> didn't it have like a bug or something that you couldn't finish the game? I didn't even like get started because like the I was on I think I was on PC and like it just ran yeah. like garbage. And then Adam had a problem where it didn't run well on the PS4 <laughs> or like he couldn't like get past like, the intro. So it's like you gave wow. us two keys and both consoles don't or both platforms don't work. So that's yeah, that's bad. <laughs> I mean, I assume they finished they fixed it by now or yeah, I would imagine so you wouldn't be putting it on Game Pass if it was unplayable, but yeah, man. You'd hope they wouldn't anyway. Uh yeah, I really hope not. That's that's a really bad look for everybody involved. Um and then it inside also comes at the end of the month and if for some reason you haven't played that game, you definitely should. It's a uh, one of the best uh, indie games out there, uh, for sure. Uh, so Mark, I mean, as usually tends to happen, like after we finish recording the next day, while I'm sitting there editing, we already have news come out and we were talking about Bayonetta 3. When, when could it come out? And then they released a trailer. Uh, October 28th is the release date. Um, it has a, I love the fact that they actually just came out and said the truth about that they added a uh, nudity removal Filter. mode. <laughs> mm-hmm. So so if you're playing in your living room, you can play safely without having to worry about people coming in. 
and seeing your um see they they should have done the opposite because in the game like the video i saw was like she did like a special move and like her hair kind of came off or came like grew down and like covered up her like her breasts to like do the move like the yeah. hair like her her outfit basically kind of came out came off because her outfit is also her hair and right that like that was a justification and in the censored mode like they had they stole the outfit on but the hair also grew to do the special move they should go the opposite and just move the hair in the first place <laughs> just go for that full AO rating <laughs> yeah I, I definitely don't <laughs> I don't think Nintendo's gonna go for that but sure um Be- they got they got they got to be creative and dynamic somehow in what better way yeah i mean it's uh it's releasing in that month where it feels like everything's coming out in october uh and also the same a- day duty <laughs> so i wonder how that's going to play out um what do you uh anything you saw in the game or that they revealed that we didn't know about before that perhaps you liked hearing about or I just hope that it has some of the cool stuff that like Bayonetta two had, like with the costumes and the Mario, like the Nintendo characters. Yeah, the Nintendo thing. I'm sure that 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 will be something that they add later. But I mean, I I'm loving the gameplay, and then I you get to play as uh, what Viola. They said who has a Cheshire Cat as a something that they bring in. So that looks fun. Yeah. I will say, I don't know how much of a crossover there's going to be between this and Call of Duty players, so it probably won't hurt as bad releasing it the same day as like when they released Titanfall and then a week later they released yeah. Call of Duty. Don't, don't, don't worry, Call of Duty player or Call of Duty characters and Bayonetta will wind up in Fortnite somehow anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They'll, we'll eventually have the uh, Bayonetta Call of Duty crossover. That'll be the big event that they do yeah. eventually. Yeah, it it looks great, and I can't wait to play it at some point. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, if you've been waiting for this game, like Mark, uh, you know, four years, you know, definitely will have your time to, to play it now. Um, still, uh, yeah, just, just funny that they had to come out and, and let you know you can set this this mode on or off now so i guess they had enough people complain that the the first two had just like out of nowhere and people were having an issue with that so uh well what do you know uh, mark has been talking about talk- as playing older games and elden ring a game that came out earlier this year is the number one best-selling game so far of the year and the best-selling game of june once again so i mean what other game could surpass it at this point, except for maybe God of War, but that's well, you know, maybe Modern months. Warfare Two, I guess. Maybe but God that, of War. A, Modern Warfare is a big question mark because it, it does have yeah. that Modern Warfare name, but like the last two or three games haven't been great. <laughs> no, you're right about that. Um, I think you're going to ha- see high initial numbers no matter what, and then yeah, you know, the question is, is it going to have legs like Elden Ring does right now? But Right. I mean, I'm sure, yeah, obviously when it comes out, it'll be number one. But, yeah, how long will it remain number one? And how, you know, can it can it really, like, like, you know, build upon it? Yeah, I mean, I think what has helped a lot of Elden Ring is it had the hype of waiting so long for another FromSoft game to come out and then also 
pretty much coming out in the same month as Horizon and then coming out after it. So after that, there wasn't like these huge games. There was a gulf of time between these big games coming out or really there hasn't been like another huge AAA game that you're like, oh man, we have to have this come out after Elden Ring. So What about Mario Strikers? No. (laughs) Uh, I mean... Myers Strikers came in at number three, so it did it did well, but it was not never gonna sell like that. I mean, I think it's um, also just the approachable nature of Elden Ring. I mean, yeah, that's like the first one I really got into, and I have a buddy who's like primarily like a multiplayer friend, like guy, and he got right. into it, and he you know he beat it, and it's like wow, you did <laughs> like. Hey, I mean that's good that more people are able to to beat those games, and normally you just get to a point where you just keep. Saying, all right, I'm not gonna yeah. keep that's usually keep, twenty I, minutes into a regular one of those. Yeah. <laughs> the I'm tired of beating my head up against this brick wall, I'm gonna take a yeah, break. Yeah. Exactly. And then you just like never come back to it because you don't want to have that feeling again. Well, and also those kind of games, if you take let's say you take a break for like three or four days and don't play it, you're at a disadvantage trying to get back into it. There's a lot of split second timing with the blocks and parries and everything that other games you might not have. Yeah, yeah. that's true as well. Um, I think it's it's good that they've at least you know that people were complaining oh it's they're they're making this one more for the masses and and whatever and it's like there's still really hard stuff in this game as you guys alluded to you and Jens when y'all were talking about it. So um, I mean it's. Enough people are playing and enjoying it, though, that they keep going back to it, or you can still do the multiplayer aspect, right? Go in there and right. and help other people beat uh, bosses that they can't beat. So, yeah, that's good as well. Um, Lego Star Wars still doing well. Uh, Skywalker Saga. So, uh, F-122 did decently. Debuted at number 12. Um, and, yeah, I mean... Yeah, it's a lot of the older games that are there and some of the newer ones. But really, honestly, June wasn't this huge month for games, uh, quite honestly. So we'll see, except for like at the tail end, we'll see if they do much better in July when we do have some of the bigger um, releases there. Although with Xenoblade coming at the end of the month, we'll see probably won't be able to get to see any impact that, that does till August. So, yeah, I, uh, I have bad news for you. <laughs> it's still so it will still sell well. I would not be surprised if it hits. Yeah, I mean, it'll like, make the yeah. list, but yeah. Yeah. It's not going to be number 1 or anything, of course not. Right. You know? <laughs> but I'll be happy just to see it make the list, which is, is good. Uh Monolith Soft needs all the support. Uh, so they can keep making their games and not just helping Nintendo on their own. Well, you know, we're going to talk about acquisitions again here, as some companies have done that. At Sony, man, I feel like Sony every week we're talking about them doing something here. Uh, they have fully, finally, fully acquired Bungie. Last week we talked about they'd fully acquired Haven. Um, I don't. The same initiative with Haven is sort of the similar same initiative with Bungie about the whole thing we talked about last week about um, live service games and and all of that. I don't know that we need to rehash that again. Is there anything about this that 
Uh, Daniel, you weren't on when we talked about it initially. Anything you wanted to talk about? Sony acquiring Bungie? and I mean, it's good for Sony. It's going to get them a live service game. The thing that I'm kind of interested about is the repeat.gg that hosts uh, tournaments for games. I think this is kind of interesting to see Sony acquiring them because this could lead to a lot of PS Plus network, whatever we're going to call it, tournaments that you can have, or just a lot of different stuff. This would be something different than what Microsoft can do. Yeah, I mean, and they already have Evo as well. Yeah, I was so, going to say, yeah. you'd like to think yeah. that, but they haven't really done shit with Evo yet. So, Well, it still gives them... It, it, you can it gives see them, them a chance it. to, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, like you guys said, uh, I think it was you, Mark, that Sony's acquisitions seem very just... Um, they're trying to grab different markets, and definitely in the we want to try to get. Well, they're trying um, to like. Multi- well, they're trying yeah. to like plug holes in their development, you know, overall, like uh, right, sweet. Like they don't have right. like the Halo or Gears of War type of game, really. So yeah, they don't really mind- have the big multiplayer experience, and yeah. they're trying to fill that in many different ways. And so that's why, like yeah. Sony. I mean, this is a few. Year, this is a year too late, but Sony is the one who said about Codemasters. Yeah, but I don't. I think they're good with just Gran Turismo, though. Yeah, but that's bad. <laughs> and having like releasing one racing game per generation isn't exactly great. Has when Xbox pumps out four or five, you know, they they do it they do it yearly. So. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they they had the ability to switch off between the two franchises of Forza that they have. and I Even mean, if I they didn't, like just releasing, yeah. you know, a motorsport every two years as opposed to a Gran Turismo every seven. It's like, huh? <laughs> yeah, I I get what you're saying there. I mean, you know, Mario Kart would like to have a word with you about the whole releasing something every generation or every two generations, and it's still doing uh, bonkers. So. If if you make a great game, people will still buy it. You know, um, I don't think that that's uh, the issue at all. It's more of I get it. Like what you're saying is, it could have filled out the portfolio a little bit more about with the racing, um, and and you know you could get more people playing that and and having those games last longer. I guess as well, like they're trying to do with Grand Turismo, but who knows with that. Because I feel like all, every time I hear something about Grand Turismo, it's them trying to lower the price on the cars or something with the microtransactions, not about the game. Yeah, which is what they're focused on, as opposed to this making a good racing game. Which is which sad. I mean, like Forza has that too, but they delay it by like several months before the you know after the game comes out at least. Yeah, but you don't like you. Yeah, agreed. Right? They you hear more about how great the game is, not. Oh man, the microtransactions or buying the car or, you know, all that. Plus now they're, look at that, people talk about the Hot Wheels DLC that came out as well. So, um, well, you feel like Gran Turismo, not, not a lot of people are talking about that at all. So, right. Yeah. I mean, the Bungie things yet to be seen. They're also working on that, uh, mobile game with Netties. So that's kind of taking their time right now, along with doing things for Destiny. Um, they're supposed to be working on another live service game for Sony. We'll see how that goes. But they did say that they are not, uh, they want to remain multi-platform. And Sony's supposedly going to allow that. So 
we'll see how far that goes. Yeah, you know who else said that they were going to remain multi-platform when they were acquired and that they were going to support it? Bethesda. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but I I think Bethesda's different, though. Like, they're not saying they're taking off games that are already established or multiplayer games. They're just these single-player, most single-player experiences are staying with them. You know, it's, I guess Redfall would be the first one that's like trying to be multiplayer and it's be exclusive. You know, we'll see. But I, I get what you're saying, Daniel. Like they, they said that, um, you know, everybody that gets bought by Epic says that. And then look what Epic does. They take it off the Steam store. So I have to frantically yeah. buy it before they do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, which it really shouldn't be that way, but I get it. I guess Epic owns it. So. Go to their store to buy it if you have to play it on PC. Uh, the re- yeah, the repeat.gg thing is obviously still to be seen what they're going to do with that. But they've been trying to do things in the competitive gaming space. Um, I, mean, I think you don't buy Evo if you don't have intentions with that. Didn't they also partner with the Capcom Pro Tour with Evo as well? So they're they're trying to grow that. It's just a slow build because, you know, we're... COVID's not helping at this point either with the cases going back up and everything else. People are wondering about what to do with Gamescom and and now San Diego Comic-Con. So the conventions are starting to come into, into be threatened again. So having these tournaments live and in person isn't necessarily always helpful at the moment either. Um, but yeah, th- this will help Sony be able to grow in that space. And that's good. It's crazy to see that, you know, Microsoft is the one that has more of the multiplayer games, but yet they don't kind of get involved in any of this stuff, really. Um, they have some some for Halo, I guess, but you don't really see Microsoft and Xbox get involved with this that much. Yeah, yeah I, I just think that could be appealing to certain people. Uh, I mean, people that have the competitive personalities put up a leader tree for certain games and watch people keep trying to plug away at it or I mean just what with whatever game you're talking about uh, and I, I would think that they could do it somewhat easily incorporating it into like the PlayStation Network PlayStation Plus with their acquisitions but we'll just have to see yeah I mean how long will it take for them to do that but I agree with you the more you can make it visible, the more chance you have people seeing it and, and actually using it. I mean, Nintendo is also acquiring companies, which we don't hear Nintendo do that too often. They're acquiring this Japanese CG company, um, Dynamo, which uh, does production in CG for movies, animation, games, and television. They've also... You know, they not only have they worked in that, but they've also done games. So they did CG for Policy 13. They did motion capture for Death Stranding and New Replicant, Monster Hunter World, and Persona 5. So, you know, they already have a Nintendo uh, picture, Nintendo Studios for the movies. I mean, could you see Nintendo doing, like, series or... Would this be to like improve some of their games where maybe we're not really known for Nintendo doing, you know, CG work that much? Um, this is how we finally get a, a version of LA Noir with Mario in it. <laughs> <laughs> LA Noir with Mario in it. Mushroom Kingdom Noir. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
I could see uh, Nintendo wanting to get into some entertainment, probably through animated yeah, uh, features. Or, this could yeah. give them an avenue for it. Uh, I mean, it makes sense that they should... I mean, you would think they would have already, with everybody else announcing Fallout, you have Castlevania, I mean, you have all these properties that get a high audience on these streaming services because they're based on games, yet Nintendo is doing nothing with some of the most recognizable gaming universes and characters in the video game world at this point. Yeah, I mean, it still baffles me that they canceled the the Pokemon what, Pikachu Detective 2 Yeah, the second one, movie. yeah. Well, they claimed, like, like, the second one, like, that movie wasn't, like, a good success, and it's like, I Are mean, you kidding? Like, it's like the number three video game movie, or like number four. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, you can't tell me that that didn't do well. Something must have happened internally with that. Like, I don't know, maybe you have some kind of issue between like Pokemon Company, Nintendo, and I mean, whatever. It, it made four hundred million. <laughs> it wasn't a slouch. <laughs> yeah, like but I just can't something must have happened to cause that to get shut down. Like I just can't fathom yeah. why you would not continue that series. Um when, when you know it would have just kept making you money. <laughs> so but yeah, I I mean they still do well with, you know, when they release uh the Pokemon movies, the, the animated ones and things like that. They did uh like Pikmin shorts in the past as well. So I mean the ability is there for Nintendo. Um I mean I think a problem with like a lot of Nintendo franchises though is they're all pretty simple as far as like plot or yeah. I mean or they just start to start like inventing shit like they did with Mario back in the day. <laughs> right, yeah. I mean yeah, Mario uh you know, Legend of Zelda, Metroid. Sadly, yeah. I don't think you can bring Captain Lou back to voice Mario. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, Kirby, those are all simple, right? Uh, Metroid yeah. perhaps would probably be the most interesting one they could do as a series. Well, yeah, but the problem is Metroid. No, yeah. I would have really been interested to see what Netflix would have done with that when they said they were going to try to make it like Legend of Zelda Game of Thrones or whatever. Like, I mean, Link doesn't talk, so who's going to do the talking there? Within, in this? within the first minute, he just gets his vocal cords cut. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know how you're going to do Game of Thrones Zelda, but the main character doesn't talk. Well, the bulk of that show is people talking. <laughs> yeah, I, we'll see. I guess Nintendo does anything. I think, obviously, what the Mario movie does will predicate everything else if that movie does well then maybe nintendo will explore doing more and then they can involve that into other things but we'll see how that movie does first i guess before uh anything else uh just in case you're still out there buying 3ds or wii u games just remember that august 29th is the last day you can add eShop card funds to your wii u or 3ds balance after that, you would have to add funds to your the eShop through the Switch and then connect everything, uh, your Nintendo account, to from the Wii U and the 3DS to the one that's on the Switch, and then you can share the balance all the way until March 27th of next year. I'm still going to look around on my 3DS to see if there's anything I really, really want to have before this gets shut down, because... 
I do like using my 3DS here and there. Um, might go after some more of that um, theater rhythm DLC, if anything, because uh, those games really are so they, great. They need to make a Switch version of that. They really do, and it would be so great if they could just either put both of them together in one package and put them on the Switch, or just make the second one on the Switch or something like that. Really would I think do so well on the Switch, like. You have all these anniversaries of Final Fantasy happening. Like, I think they, I saw so many posts that Final Fantasy X is now 21 years old, which makes me feel really old. Um, and then, cause that was my first Final Fantasy way back in the day. And so, you know, like, why wouldn't you? People talk about wanting the music so bad. Why not have a game that celebrates that music, I guess? But, you know. Square has their mind. Well, they do have a lot of Final Fantasy properties in the works, I guess, right now. So they they got to get all that stuff done. Uh, that being said, you know, we we I, I guess we need to kiss uh, turn-based games goodbye as far as the, the, the big ones because Square Enix themselves are now basically saying that, well, the younger generation doesn't want turn-based games anymore. So... We had to make Final Fantasy 16 an action-based game because of that. That's dumb. Because uh, we all grew up on like the old Final Fantasy games. They're all turn-based RPGs. I, I mean, he mentions that himself, right? Like that he grew up on those and like the, you know the turn-based strategy games as well. But that you know, and what's weird is that you know they're not even the main. You still have the main game players are you know our generation. So, uh, I don't think that that's, you know, turn-based gaming is definitely not dead. I get his point, but it would still be nice to have the Final Fantasy turn-based style. Uh, Daniel, do you, I know this is not your, I guess, cup of tea, but do you have a, you know, I mean, you, like, you like playing turn-based stuff here and there? Yeah, I'll play turn-based stuff here and there. It, uh, I just have to be in the mood for it. I, so, I mean, I'd prefer more turn-based than some of the action games that have been out lately. Not that I hate them, just uh, some of the turn-based stuff is better in my mind, but I'm not surprised. This is kind of where they've been going for the last few editions anyway, so it's not really shocking. I think uh, one thing I wouldn't be surprised to see is if they have a spinoff or a secondary game in one of the new one of the Final Fantasy series that is turn-based. Just to appeal to the people that have been playing it for a while. Uh, I mean, we can all dream, but I think that they would probably say that that's what uh, Bravely Default and all those type of games are for. No, they they just say, we have a franchise for you folks called Persona. (laughs) (laughs) Well, not them specifically, but there is one there. You can play that. Um, Mark, I mean, like, they tried to play the hybrid card with Final Fantasy VII Remake. I mean, couldn't they make more games like that? I I guess, but even that didn't like... That was mostly still an action game. Yeah. So. Uh, I mean, I felt like even sometimes the, the having to do the commands kind of can get in the way yeah. at times because it's so action-heavy. Like so. having, I did like that you can switch between the parties, though, because we have so many games now that... Well, there's a party, but you're controlling the one character. Um, so, I mean, like the last, by that metric, the last like 
you know, classic Final Fantasy game would be like Final Fantasy X. Yeah, true. Because and that was uh, that was fucking PS2 era for God's sakes. Well, no, you, you still take turns in the thir- uh, thirteen. No, you don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do. Because it's all automated. Yeah, you press buttons fast, but you it's still turned. Yeah, but you're you're literally just like picking the job, and then the, you know it hits an auto battle. Well, I mean that at if, if you want to play if you want to play at least play in Final Fantasy way, thirteen. That's I mean I I think Final Fantasy thirteen two did change that up a little. Yeah, like, there's not that much automation in there. But I mean thirteen, I always did it where I had to press the button to to get it to go. I didn't just have it auto battle for me, but. I get what you're saying. You can't do that if you want to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, if you want to go back to like totally traditional, 10 would probably be the that because, you know, 15 definitely was what not. it was. Yeah, definitely 12 was 12 isn't like that. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 12 had its own just like crazy system that, you know. 12 was basically like proto-15. Yeah. You know? Or... Agreed there. Um Speaking of uh, 15, I guess he was also asked in the same interview where he mentions this um, about the turn-based battles that if they would have made an open world of Final Fantasy 16, it would have taken them 15 years to make the game. I mean, dang. Get, get cracking. <laughs> like, I, I don't really particularly have a problem with the not having open world stuff. Uh, quite honestly, I don't need more games that are open. Look, this is just me. I get it that there's people that only buy two or three or four games a year and they want to spend a hundred hours in that game and all that stuff. I get that. But for me, I don't need that. I don't need a bunch of games that are going to take 60 hours to beat all the time. And I gotta go do a bunch of quests, a million quests that all seem kind of ancillary. Like we already get enough of those, so I don't really see the point um, of having that constantly be a thing. But I don't know. I don't know. How do you guys feel about that? Like it seems like so many games go open world and they don't really need to. For me, it mostly just depends on the story. If you got a good story, I'm fine with it not being open world. Or give me like some choices here or there where I could go to A or B, even though I still have to eventually go to both of them. I don't have to have something like Skyrim every time I want to play an RPG. That just just giving people the choice, I think, is a bigger thing than just having an open world. And I mean, a lot of the open world games that I've played seem more like, oh, I'm going to give you this quest and I'm going to make you travel here or here or here. And I'm going to make it really far away so you have to explore as you're going there. I mean, just just give me a good story where I'm not spending most of my time with nothing really happening, and I'm happy. Not that I don't like exploring in Skyrim or anything, but sometimes I don't want to take five, ten minutes to travel across the map to get to somewhere instead of to unlock the fast travel to where I have to go. I mean, I like open world games, but there has to be like a good reason or a good hook. And I always think about like Assassin's Creed Origins and Odyssey. Like, I didn't even make it through like half the maps in those games before I finished them. And it's like, wow, this is a waste. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean that's the case too, as well, right? It's 
if it engrosses you, then it will get you to keep playing it and, and do those quests and everything else. But then if you get to a point where, uh, say, I think how you felt about Far Cry 5 and 6, right? Where you just did not want to keep well, doing that, those the, quests. Those were just so repetitive. It's just the same thing over and over. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, it's like if you have so many we, I think you and went there, through this, Mark, where there was so many um, open world games coming out at once that you get like fatigue. Yeah. Right. But like, you know, I think about like, you know, uh, that Watch Dogs 2. Like, that had an open world, but like a lot of the missions and side activities were like fun compared right. to like Watch Dogs Legion, which were all cookie cutter nonsense. It was the same thing over and over. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, like for me, because I don't play them that much, I'm really looking forward to doing all that with Xenoblade Chronicles 3. But if I played them a lot, I would probably get tired of the game much faster because of that. Yeah. So that's where I'm kind of like, I'm okay with Final Fantasy doing its thing where they're not forcing that on you. And Listen, yeah. Strangers of Paradise didn't have an open world either. Yeah. I'm, I was happy with that too. And, you know, to go back and have, mention, yeah. I didn't even yeah. have towns. <laughs> no, it did not. I mean, that was, that was a little bit weird. I, I didn't expect them to do that, but um, I mean, speaking of that whole thing where I talked about you only control the character, they are adding the in the expansion pack that they just released uh, today. I think you can actually control the other characters that are not Jack. So they're so, basically doing the same thing as Final Fantasy Fifteen, then. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I I still will say I enjoy that game's combat and and the game itself, you know, for what it is. So. Uh, go on, you know, good on Square for supporting it, even though it seemed like it did not sell well. Which, Better than Babylon's Fall. Yeah. I mean, Babylon's Fall was just, talk about, like, probably one of the worst games of this year, at least how it was received. Uh, yeah, I think, um, uh, how do you feel about Skate going free-to-play, Mark? Uh, Can't wait for the loot box for an epic pair of sneakers. <laughs> they say yeah. that loot boxes aren't a part, but they will be. <laughs> oh, yeah, come on. It's see. EA. You know they will be. I can't wait to see what tricks are locked behind microtransaction paywalls. Spend $900 to unlock the 900 <laughs> <laughs> Had they announced at one point that it was going to be, or they just out of nowhere just said, oh, hey, it's it's not Skate 4 anymore. It's just Skate. And no, because they said it's Skate 4 when they announced it. Right, but now they're just calling it Skate because it's like free-to-play and it's going to be a platform and, you know... It's going to bomb horribly. Like, yeah. All their other free-to-play garbage. Yeah, and then like the the whole... They had to come out with that trailer that was like, oh, we're still working on it, by the way. Like, see, so you, you don't think that we just forgot... And yeah. then it just becomes this. So, yep. I don't, yep. I don't know. It doesn't give it. me good. Uh, it doesn't give me good vibes about this right. game. But honestly, it feels like they figured out that it would probably going to take a lot longer to finish. So they just said, "Hey, why don't we just do this and try to milk it instead while you guys finish up the game?" Is is that the vibe y'all are kind of getting? Like they, it was going to take them longer than EA wanted. Well, that old hippie yeah. announced it. They didn't even have a game, or they didn't even like have anything. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, uh, I kind of 
when I first read it, I took a little bit different take of they don't know if there's really that big of a market, so they're going to do it this way to see how interested people are in the franchise yeah. and see if they can maybe eventually come out with a Skate 4 instead of Skate. Or, I mean, if this thing does well, they will announce, they will release this, this as a Skate 4, but they'll be like, oh, you get $60 worth of DLC when you buy the like the boxed copy. Yeah, something like that. I mean, like, it's been shown that they, there is a market out there for, you know, this kind of thing. It just. Yeah, but is there an EA sized market that they want to support? Yeah, I mean, yeah, true. look at Tony Hawk. These people supported that and they still shit can three and four. So. Oh, well, that's, that's just Activision doing Activision. But because they yeah, felt like. We all know EA is such a uh, lovable company that they're going to support everything. <laughs> oh no, I, I'm not. You know, I'm not saying EA is going to do that much better, but I'm saying that Tony Hawk has proven that there is a market for that. All the, all these, um, the latest one is did really well. You know, the the indie game. So I think there is that market out there. It's just you know you don't want to just throw out any game and then you ruin the franchise that people have waited so long to come out. I guess this is like their way to just be like, all right, you all can enjoy it and let us know. And then uh, wasn't the play test like hacked or people cracked or the PC version. Yeah. So, yeah. N- not a good look on that either. Well, we go from one franchise that Mark has some affinity to, to another one that's Assassin's Creed. Uh, they have sort of outlined the next few games here. So there's, it, we'd already known about Assassin's Creed Infinity, which is going to be like their, I guess, live service Assassin's Creed, or they said it wouldn't be, but it's like a, you're going to see more Assassin's Creed, like smaller things come out of that, while you still have the the major Assassin's Creed games come out as well. The next one is going to be called Assassin's Creed Rift, apparently, and it's set in Baghdad. How do you feel about this, Mark? I feel nothing. <laughs> nothing. Okay. Because I, I think like there needs to be some historical interest or a historical time period for people to be to like latch onto these things. And I don't think I mean they even say like a what century or you know anything about this. Well, they did say this was going to be the like another expansion for Valhalla, and then they made it. They did so much with it that. They turned the character Basim into his own title. Right. So, I don't know. I mean, they're they, they're kind of increasingly showing that they have nothing. They don't know what to do with that franchise anymore. <laughs> and they need to stop with this infinity infinite shit because it's they've tr- they've tried bolting that onto three different games and they've all failed or they they will fail. I think so. Okay. Well, look at uh, Marvel's Capcom Infinite. Yeah. And they're like, oh, it's going to be a decade, or you know. We'll support it for a decade, you know, 15 years. And I was like, yeah, okay. Uh, Halo <laughs> Infinite, uh, which does well, kind of, but not as well as it should have. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm, this thing. And we're just now getting the co-op, which... Did you see that asshat on Twitter bitching about Halo Infinite's yeah. co-op? Uh, let's not really give him the time of day, but yeah, quite honestly, if you are complaining about the fact that and you're here making YouTube videos. If this was some person that never gets on Twitter, doesn't know what's going on, doesn't really do much with Game Pass, and then notices that there's no co-op in the game, I'm kind of with that person. 
but somebody that's making YouTube videos knows well, good and well, that they told you there was going to be no co-op. Nobody forced you to play this game at launch. And you paid a dollar and you're complaining. I get out of here, dude. Get out of here. Yeah. With that. Some people just want to complain. It, that's exactly it's it's he wanted to get views complaining about something that he knows is gonna draw the ire of the console warriors. You yeah. know, so whatever. Um I, I I don't know how much of a Assassin's Creed fan you are, Daniel, but wh- so, what do you think about this like Let's turn Assassin's Creed sort of into this thing where we're going to have small stories come out several times a year for it instead of having the big one game that you kind of keep doing. I'm of two minds about it. I can see where it might be good if they're releasing stories with characters that people like. And like, let's say NZO gets thrown into the American Revolution. And you have him reacting to that. Something like that. Doing something different, I think, might get people interested in it. Uh, but I mean, they're eventually just going to run out of time frames to keep setting stuff in without it looking the same. So you're going to have to figure out a way to fix that or revisit certain t- areas, certain histories. Uh, I'm kind of interested in the Baghdad one just from the history perspective. Uh what year was Valhalla set again? Uh, that was like eleven hundred. Yeah, that was like wait. That was like the, supposed to be like the first one or one yeah. of them. So if like it's in the eleven hundreds, uh, hundred years later, you had the Mongols coming in. So I mean, who know, you could maybe fudge the time and something. I mean, you know, have some different stuff that we haven't really seen yet. Yeah, fair enough. I I'm willing to give it a chance. Um have like a passing interest in Assassin's Creed. Um, so I'm willing to give it a chance, but I'm like Mark, I just don't have this um big faith in I mean I think I think a problem though is well another problem is let's say they do have like three or four of these things coming out a year. Like how much innovation can they do? And that's one thing I do like about Assassin's Creed is most of those games they try to do something different with each each one. Right. Whether or not they succeed is a different matter, but they try. So if you just have like three of these things coming out, you know, they did that with the 2D platformers. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, these all play the same. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, oh no, the platformers were just, they, it felt like a total just waste of time because it didn't feel like they were special at all. And yeah, it was like Russia, I one- China, and I think India or some other country. Yeah, you know? uh, I played one, and I was like, "What's even the point of this?" All right, yeah, yeah. Moving on. I do like uh, your idea of like having, you know, throwing Ezio in like colonial America or like having like a weird corruption like that. But I don't know. They just be like, "Why don't you speak? Why don't you speak English?" <laughs> <laughs> uh so that being uh, said, I mean. Once again, Konami is in uh, the news because they're apparently planning to bring back delisted, the delisted Metal Gear games and to mark the 35th anniversary of the original Metal Gear that you know came out July 13, 1987. Of course, these are basically Metal Gear Solid 2 and 3 that had a lot of the collections like removed uh, from sale. Uh, I mean, that's cool that they're doing that. But, you know, Konami's great at 
releasing the old stuff, but they don't do a lot with new stuff for their franchises. So yeah, but if they just release a Metal Gear compilation like one through four on consoles yeah. or even on PC, I'd be happy. I'll agree with that. Yeah, but yeah, it'd be cool to play those and have like a remastered. Uh, Not even. For I mean, maybe just yeah. touched up, but like you know, those games still look reasonably fine. Yeah. I mean, uh, they can, if they can do it for Turtles, they can do it for Metal Gear. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They can. Um, so that leads me to, you know, uh, another question that I have of, so which, I really, Konami hasn't done anything with their franchise other than just release collections and things like that. Which Konami franchise would you like to see, like, a revival for or to, like, bring them back or, you know, the most? If you had to pick one, I mean, obviously you have to take into account, could they do it well? Do, do they need to pass it off to somebody else? I mean, like there's that rumor that keeps going on and off about is Bloober team doing a Silent Hill remake or something. Would you like to see somebody else say, take Metal Gear or do you, or is it like, just say Konami starts making one of these friends, you know, making a game in one of these franchises again. How do you, which game would you go with? And bloody roar. <laughs> yeah. Bloody roar. Yeah. <laughs> why not? I mean, why not? All right. Let Maybe Capcom a, take a shot at bloody roar. What about a, uh, in Elden ring style Castlevania game where instead of side scrolling, you're fighting more action based, not, Nintendo 64 Castlevania. Yeah, I was going to say Castlevania 64 yeah. is where you has your back. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, seeing how those games have come a long way from now, maybe it's time to revisit a 3D Castlevania that's not a side-scrolling. Have it a little bit more open. Uh, I think that could be good. Uh, what else? I mean, I, I, li- I like to see Contra do something a bit more different than just the side-scroller I mean, um, realistically, I would say Suikoden, yeah. but we already have that Muladin Chronicles game coming out. In yeah, that'll be better than Suikoden, probably, or you know, whatever Konami could come up with. Yeah, I mean, Suikoden would be a, and the same, a great friend. The same thing Suikoden. with Castlevania, like like a, a traditional Castlevania, not Lords of Darkness or that shit they did the, the 360. But like, you know, we already had Bloodstained and. Yeah, Iga has proven he can do that better than most Castlevanias can. So that's true. I I I still like to see a Silent Hill come back. I'd, I'd rather um, see Bonk's Adventure Four. <laughs> you you laugh, and I'm not kidding. Bonk rules. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, I do think if they imagine if they would have gave Kojima a Silent Hill and let him do that. I mean, I think that would have been tremendous for that series, but they chose not to. So, um, you know, you, you would have had to plug in a uh, a light sensor into your into your PS4, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he would have added something weird like that, for sure. And I, and I wouldn't mind seeing another Son of the Enders again, but not now that like mech games seem to be coming back in vogue or sort of. All right, yeah. any, any anything else? Uh, I mean, uh, I like ne- Nectaris, but yeah. yeah, and especially since Advance Wars seems to be canceled or forever delayed. 
Yeah, and now like the rumor is probably 2023 because I guess Nintendo is hoping that the war will be done by then. There, like I totally get Nintendo not wanting to release it, right? Like I think it's different. Fire Emblem is uh, medieval warfare; it's not the same. When you're literally taking armies of tanks and all that other stuff. Yeah, but they're, but they're red and blue dudes. <laughs> like they're not like, oh, this is the, this is the Russian Empire, right? You know, Russian, con- you know, country. They should just release it and say it's a, it's a training game. <laughs> I mean, I get delaying it, but at this point, you've got to put it out. And I think at this point, people are well versed enough to understand the difference between. A group on the game whose tanks are painted, they're blue, right? Is yeah, the, it's like blue yeah, and red. They're yeah, the red is the the good guys. The blue are the people that are. I don't want to go into it, but they're not yeah. the one for one Russians. But the blue are the people that are the or, faction that people say are kind of like the Russians. Uh, people can understand the difference. This isn't something that just happened yesterday. This is something that's been going on for months. Let's, Right, you can put it out and not be accused. I mean, of there are games that existed before. It's not like these are brand new games. These are remasters or whatever, or remakes of old games. Or, or yeah, just so. say, like you know, say that they're going to donate a portion of the of the uh, funds to like you know hostages or something. Or, you know, yeah, Ukraine. I mean, or they something. could do that as well. Um, I can kind of understand their whole, like, oh, man, I can see the memes coming a mile away and people doing those kind of comparisons and all that stuff. It's like, listen, it's a at the end of the day, it's a video game. Like, people understand the difference between a game and, and what's really going on. And as I said, like, it, if these were new games, like brand new, I totally get it. But this is a franchise that's been there. People are buying this because they're remakes of that franchise. like. Just you could put it out; it it will be all right. I think I don't think anybody's going to come after you for, for putting the game out uh, yeah. at this point. But uh, unless anybody else has something they want to bring up, I think that's um, going to do it for the for the game side of things. Um, Did you see that John Romero is making a new game? Oh yeah, the is that it? He is that's uh, right. Unreal Engine Five first person shooter. Hey, please please go away. <laughs> Please. Why do you, why do you want him to? Uh, because think? he frequently pops up saying he's making a game and nothing actually happens, yeah, or it's like exactly. garbage. Like he hasn't been relevant since like 1996. Damn. And uh, also that, you, huh? You are right though. Yeah. <laughs> and that Genesis Mini Two finally is coming in like October as well. Yeah. But only like online. Like you can't buy it in stores. <laughs> That was weird to me too, but I get it. Like, I guess they, the stores kind of feel like the, the old mini console craze has kind of died yeah. out. So, plus I think it's kind of expensive, like 110. So, mm, yeah, and also like not a great lineup. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, some people are excited for the Sega CD title. Yeah, I was just gonna say, like, unless you care about the five or six Sega CD games, but yo, Sonic 3D Blast was always shit. <laughs> Yeah, there's that. Um, all right. Um, so that's gonna do it for talking about the game stuff. Uh, just to go over this really quick for the games coming out. Uh, like I said, uh, 
I should have a Bright Memory Infinite review out by Embargo, which is the 21st. That is, is coming out for all three of the the systems there, Switch, PS5, Series uh, X and S. Um, you have Moss Book 2 coming out, which I love the first Moss. So if you still have that PSVR, uh, go for it. I really hope that this is equally as good. Um, for that series, anyway. Uh, the River City Saga Three Kingdoms, the next in the River City uh, beat-em-up games. That Capcom Arcade Stadium 2 is coming out as well, the 22nd. Live Alive, which I'm very, very much excited for. I will definitely have thoughts on the next show about actually playing the full game, not just the demo. And, yeah, I mean... And there's this uh, action roguelike game that I keep getting emails for, Neon Blight, that comes out for PC as well. So the, I figured I'd give it a shout out there. Um, that being said, just uh, another couple weeks away, you know, a week away okay. from Xenoblade for me. So, yes, 10 days, I think, is the exact time. So, man, it feels like that's coming even faster. I can't wait. Uh, I'm, uh, like I said, I. I've got the season four of Stranger Things, so that's my having watched uh, TV stuff for this week. Anybody watch the um, Resident Evil series on Netflix? I watched half of it. Uh, I haven't watched it. How, how uh, is it? Is it as bad as the user scores would have you believe? I mean, yes and no. Uh, certain characters are truly awful. Like the main girl is like insufferable and. Uh, I think it's kind of funny, and I like Lance Reddick a lot. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's funny that people are, like outraged that like it's not following the canon of the movies or the shows and the, or the you know the games, and it's like is that stuff it, is dumb. Uh, <laughs> like, is it is it about the fact that he's black or no? It's oh, like yeah. you know, it's just so wildly divergent from. Oh yeah, they're like, kind of the making game. their own story basically. Yeah. yeah. I mean. They kind of said that up front, though. Like, you know, it, there's, to be fair, nothing except for that last movie that came out where they actually kind of tried to be. Uh, yeah, it's like, akin. Yeah. Well, it's, it's funny seeing people like rip on this show for poor writing. And it's like, did you not see the Paul W.S. Anderson films? Like, yeah, those don't go anything close to the the games either. So what are you complaining about? Right. Like this show isn't great, and I don't know if it deserves it a second, like a second season. But it's inoffensive enough, or it's just you know, it's just I think it's kind of boring personally. But I just hate the main character, so that's kind of a big stumbling block for me. Well, yeah, I mean, Netflix is losing a million subs apparently, and I'm sure this will be one of the shows people are talking about. It. So, don't worry, all the live action anime shows are going to make are going to. Sweeten that right up. <laughs> yeah, I, I just don't get it with Netflix. Like they spend money on things that why? Like, did people really ask for all these live action anime things? I, I can't imagine that they are. Works well um, for Cowboy Bebop. I mean, to be fair, Cowboy Bebop was like well, they watched watched it for like the first I think week or whatever and then Yeah. You know. I actually didn't um, mind that one either, personally. But yeah, I thought it was fine. Like uh, the Gray Man, I don't have an attachment to, like Cowboy Bebop, so I don't know how that's gonna turn out. But like, like 
I can't imagine the One Piece stuff is going to be good. Well, that but... Death Note, uh, Yu Yu Hakusho. Well, wasn't the Death Note one actually kind of decent? No, like, I mean they already okay. did one before, but now they're doing another one. Oh, okay. Yeah, the Yu Yu uh, Hakusho. Oh, Lord. <laughs> we'll Av- uh, Avatar. Yeah, boy. I mean, at least Avatar. Okay, whatever. But like, yeah, I'm just not. Not big on like let's we have nothing else to do so let's just do live action anime stuff. I uh, uh, can't wait till somebody decides like Attack on Titans has been long enough before they start doing live action that too, um, and try to like oh we can do better than those Japanese movies and let's do that. Um, anything else y'all have been watching or whatever? Before we Orville's still cool. <laughs> yep. I enjoyed the Isaac uh, storyline in the last episode. Uh, Players, if you haven't watched it, give it a shot. It's a fun show. It's video game adjacent about a fictional League of Legends team and the personalities involved in it and everything. Uh, It's made by the people that did American Vandal. So same style mock documentary. Uh, Definitely fun to watch and pretty funny at times. So definitely watch that if you can. I got a fun German Blue Order re- uh, order in the past week of <laughs> old ass TV shows. Hey, never can go wrong as long as you. How, how have you been liking the uh, return? Have you watched any of the? Has it even started the the Return of the Law and Order? I watched like one one or two episodes. I didn't like the new white guy or the new young cop. It, it's kind of a bummer because I like the actor because he was in Burn Notice, but like the character was just kind of a jackass. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I'll probably watch the second season just to see, you know, because it typically takes like a year or two to shake out the cast. So, right. We'll see. Okay. So, that goes. I am still enjoying making my way through Miss Marvel as well. So, we'll keep giving a shout out to that show. I think it's. Um, I'm more excited to see uh, She Hulk next month. Yeah, She Hulk should be good as well. Agreed there. Uh, plus, helps a lot. Jessica Jones is going to come back. So. That's going to be cool. And so is Daredevil uh, and uh, other Kingpin in that Echo show. Yeah. Isn't uh, one of the Inhumans from the Inhumans show coming back as well, I think? I came back in uh, the movie. I don't know about yeah. making... Well, they announced somebody else besides um, uh, Kristen Ritter as well that was coming. Okay. In one of the shows. So. All right. Well, if that is it then hopefully everybody enjoyed what you watched or heard uh this week of course we'll be back next week it'll once again be a tuesday night recording up wednesday at least on video and then audio uh try to do it as quickly as possible i can get out so i i what happens for the people that listen on audio is that i edited a lot more on audio because i can actually mess with the the background noise and all that stuff video. It's a lot harder for me to do. So, um, that I can get up much faster cause I don't edit that. I just get the timestamps and then put it up there. So if you want to get our thoughts on, on things a lot faster, I would always encourage you to go to the W10 network channel and subscribe, um, and ring that bell and you'll, you'll get it as soon as it's up and you can, you can now, you can actually listen to it like a podcast now because YouTube finally, unblocked the thing where you can actually minimize the screen and it doesn't go away. You don't have to have premium anymore for that. That should have always been a feature quite honestly, but whatever. Um, 
but I'm glad they took it out of having to be a part of premium. So now you can watch something like a podcast if you want to. Um, but if you always want to just listen like you normally do, it may take a little bit longer for me to get it up on audio. But I just wanted to be transparent with you there. Of course, you can go subscribe on the audio uh, feeds wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, go check out the W10.com, Last Word on Gaming, and everything else. And we'll see you uh, next time. Make sure you go follow Market Humanity Plague and me at W10 Sean. Later, everybody. Later. Later.